Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Joy Greenberg, independent wellness advocate for doTERRA products. Hey, Allison, I have a riddle for you. All right. What is made up of wild orange, clove bud, cinnamon bark, eucalyptus leaf, and rosemary leaf essential oils and used all over by schools and families? On guard essential oil. You are correct. Oh. <laughs> On Guard is chemical-free and natural and supports our immune system and kills off harmful bacteria and viruses. Listeners of this podcast who sign up for a no-obligation wholesale account through Joy will receive a free beginner's kit of lemon, lavender, and peppermint along with a list of 101 uses. But remember, you have to sign up through Joy. She's our sponsor. So go to our website, howpreschoolteachersdoit.com. Click on Sponsor Offers and follow the simple instructions on our site. So easy, right, Allison? It, it is. And now let's get to today's episode. Welcome to How Preschool Teachers Do It. This is Allison Kentos. I am an early childhood educator. And this is Cindy Tarabush. I am an early childhood consultant. This podcast is for parents and early childhood professionals. Let our experience and research-based knowledge become your guide. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We are starting this episode like we did the last one with a brief but significant piece of information. Uh, We are kind of having a, I don't know, what would you call it, Allison? A contest? Uh, Yeah, I call it a little contest, I guess. I I don't, I guess. Or input? Input. We need input. input. 
We need input. We need input. Yeah. yeah. So at, at, in the beginning of the last episode, we talked about how we're looking for a name for our fans, kind of like other podcasts call their fans by a cute little name or famous people call their fans by something. Can you think of somebody famous who does that, Allison? Um... Um, I oh, want to say there is Lady like Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. What does she call her fans? She calls them like I'm going to get this wrong, and my son is going to call me and be freaked out. Doesn't he call <laughs> them her little monsters or something? Oh, her little monsters. Am yeah. I? I'm I sorry. I want to apologize I, to my child. I'm so if I'm sorry. Wrong. Yeah. I uh, want to apologize to Lady Gaga if we. Got yeah. <laughs> we love you, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Um, <laughs> You can also feel free to have us guest with you on something. But yeah, you know, they have these cute little names for their fans. And I have listened to podcasts, as I said on the last uh, episode, where they do that too. They're, they have a name for their fans. We want a name for you. We want a cute little name for you. So please go to our website, howpreschoolteachersdoit.com. Go to the contact form. Just send us what you think you all should be called in that contact form. And you never know what might land in your lap as a thank you from us. Yeah. Right, Allison? Yeah, we're pretty generous. So we really yeah. believe in, in And the... I know you got Go ahead. Oh go ahead. I was gonna Sorry. say I was we just believe... gonna say we Oh go ahead. We're stepping on each other. Alright, you go. I know <laughs> now I don't remember what I was gonna say. So you go. Okay, I'll go. Um we yeah. we really believe in being uh, generously thankful for you. So you never know what'll happen if the one that wins. So please go into the contact form, send that to us through our website. We are ending this what did we call it? Competition contest. That's input. Input, input. input. We're ending yeah. this input cycle. Feedback. <laughs> Feedback cycle uh, <laughs> next week on December 23rd happens to be my son's birthday. Big shout out to you again, Mike. Um, so we're going to end it then and see what y'all came up with. And hopefully there'll be something that Allison and I can use from here on in on the podcast and on our social media and wherever you can find us. Cause you can also find us on Facebook. We have a page. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Biting me. Her dog is biting her. So I'm just going to keep talking. Um, <laughs> well, I was also thinking, I think this episode is airing on Rusty's birthday. The is it? The right? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Rusty. If anybody is ever curious, if anybody's curious what Rusty looks like, his picture happens to be in the About Us page of our website. So you can go to howpreschoolteachersdoit.com and check out me and Allison and more importantly, Rusty. Um, more yeah. importantly, yes. He steals the show sometimes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, okay, we're going to stop talking about this now so that we can talk about a more serious topic, something that I see happen quite frequently, not only in schools, but pretty much anybody who's interacting with a young child. You know, sometimes children can be a little dramatic. Should we call it dramatic? Let's call it dramatic. Okay. Yeah. We'll call it dramatic. Uh, and I've seen adults accuse them of faking crying, that they're fake crying. And it's true. Sometimes children are making crying sounds and there are no tears. And I remember saying that to my own children when they were young. I don't see any tears. But right. I think that we have to point out that that's not the point. Um, right. right. Children, when they do that, are trying to tell you something because all behavior is communication. Right. 
and I, I, I feel like there is some sort of emotion behind that fake crying, if you want to call it that. You know, there's got to be something. Something's bugging them. Something's bothering them. Something They can't figure out how to tell you. So they're just going to do what they know how to do right. to get your attention. And that's that. You know, uh, so, They have figured out that when they actually cry, they yes. get attention. Right. And that you help them when, you know, so it works. So I would treat what is fake crying as just like I would real crying, you know, try to figure out what's wrong, what's happening, why are we upset, mm-hmm. you know, and then try to solve the problem with them. Uh, I know I might not Go ahead. know, but you can try to help them through it just like you would if they were crying over something else and not being dramatic. Sorry, Rust. Yeah, I, I also think while well, you take care of that, I'll continue. We're we're yeah, yeah. stepping on each other's talking anyway, so we'll, we'll let Rusty tell us when to yeah. take turns. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think you know fake crying. It's not. It we need another name for it. We need a the child is um, emoting. I don't know <laughs> the child know. right. Like yeah. we need a different because the word fake just gives it such a negative thing and it's neither negative nor positive. It just is. And we have to deal with the fact that the child's seeking our attention. The, the, I think anyway, the absolute worst thing we can do is mock that. Yes. And I've seen that where an adult will then also fake cry to get the other. I saw this video of a dad that does that, which is fake cries back. He fake cries back and it gets his daughter to laugh, but then you have no idea why she was upset to begin with. She just, it just kind of avoids the whole problem. And then it is mocking them. But then if you are doing it as an adult, then they're going to be like, Hey, this is an appropriate thing to do. I'm just going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's instead of actually helping them to grow and learn how to solve the problem. Yeah, you're right, because there was a problem to begin with that you've now sort of swept to the side. Right. and Just to get them to stop, yeah, instead of actually helping them. I think we don't always enjoy children's emotions, and we don't always know what to do with it. And don't you think when a child does that, oftentimes an adult doesn't know what to do with it, so they try to just negate it. It's kind of like when kids are scared, too. Very often we don't know what to do with it. And so we just so try and go, start, there's nothing to be scared of. And, there's nothing to be scared of. Right. Yeah. And we try to yeah. sweep it under the rug when really we need right. to be talking to children about how they feel. And when that child is doing that crying sound without actually crying, I think the question for the child should be, what's going on? Yeah. What do you yeah. need? What's happening? Right. Yeah. Why are you sad? I, I don't think it helps to make fun of them. Uh, on our last episode, Allison did such a great job comparing something we do with kids to, to something we wouldn't want done as adults. And I think that this is the case here, too. Sometimes, folks, right. sometimes we as adults are rather dramatic. Well, I was rather dramatic yesterday in my own life because I've had a really rough week. Okay, so in the middle of watching TV, I just got overwhelmed and a couple tears did come out. I have no idea why. I oh, think because, I was just overwhelmed. because you're human. Because sometimes yeah. we even feel sad and we don't know why. And because you were, you needed to release energy that way. And that's fine. And I think, you know, if you're sitting there 
there are times where I have been tired, annoyed, and something happens and I, my emotions are kind of not in sync with the level they should be. How would I like it if somebody mocked that? I wouldn't like that at all. Like if I, I mean, I, <laughs> Rusty, stop. See, even Rusty, he does it. Okay. <laughs> if somebody last night was sitting next to me mocking me while that happened, I don't think I would have been very nice about it, to be honest. Like, I think I just needed to do it for five minutes. Got it out. And I was fine. You know what happens when we mock children? They start to mock other people. So when we make fun of them and we mock them and we imitate them in a way that's really mean-spirited, it's no wonder that they do that to their siblings, to their cousins, to their classmates. It's no wonder that they become children who tend to use mocking as a default. So I'm just going to say whenever you have the urge to do that, because we were all kind of raised that way, and we grew up in societies where, or at a time in society where that was kind of okay to make fun of kids that way, just keep in mind that that's why they treat each other the way they do, you know, because they've seen it. Don't do it. Go to the heart of the emotion, right? They're, they're trying to express something. Let's talk about reasons, Allison, why children sometimes over-dramatize sadness, which is really what they're doing. Or they over-dramatize frustration. Well, I think they don't know how to express that that is what they are feeling. Those are strong, complicated emotions. So I feel like, why wouldn't you just cry over it? Because <laughs> you don't know the words to use to express it. Or like we said before, they're seeking attention. They know crying gets them attention, yeah. right? If they're outside and they fall on the sidewalk and they scrape their knee and they're screaming and crying, adults run right over. True. True. So it's worked in the past to scream. It works. It or works. to whine or to cry. People have paid a lot of attention to that. And a lot of times right. very young children can't figure out the difference. What's the difference between when that happened and when I'm sitting here right now whining at you the same way, trying to get your attention? Right. Something I say very frequently to people when they adults will look at me and say, he's just trying to get my attention. I'll just look at them and go, that's right. He's just trying to get your attention. attention. What do yeah, you need so to do? Yeah. You need go to pay attention. attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. to pay attention. Yeah. I was with a group of kids the other day. I was visiting a school. I was with a group of kids the other day, and they were just, their behavior was a scream for attention. And... And as soon as I, they realized I was going to give them attention, they were all over me. There were maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe there were maybe like nine or 10 kids in there. It felt like 20 or 25 because they just couldn't get enough of me paying attention to them. Yeah. You know, and that's really what it's about, folks. They're seeking your attention. And I never, ever want a child to feel like if you're feeling highly emotional, adults aren't going to attend to that. Right. And I feel like people think like getting attention sometimes is like a bad thing, but why, why do people think that? Why do they think that like, oh, he just wants attention? Like, no, they're kids. They want acknowledgement. They want attention. They want a relationship is probably what they want. They need a relationship. They need something. Why are we ignoring that? Because we were raised that way. Yeah, that's true. And that's generational. I'd like to just say, Mom, this is not a commentary on your parenting. Um, it's, <laughs> it was, it's generational. People didn't know. 
And, you know, we come from a history of, and, and uh, you know, when you look back generations, the history is children should be seen and not heard. Right. Then the next sort of development was uh, something like, don't cry or I'll give you something to cry about. To cry about. Right. Like, so we, <laughs> yeah. we've spent, we've spent generations of don't come over here with that. Yeah. And, and we're the product of those generations. And uh, so we tend to default to what we know or what we've experienced without really thinking it through. But in today's world, we know a whole lot more about emotional intelligence than we did even when I was raising my kids who are in their 20s. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that's my always my apology to my children for anything I may have done without knowing or thinking that it was bad for them. We didn't know. But today we do know, and we do know the the damage that it does to a child's psyche to make fun of them, to make fun of their emotions, to shut their emotions down, and to not give them the attention that they are just begging you for. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they have to, you know, sometimes it's true. Sometimes you have to look at your kids and say, not now. Not now. We'll do that later. You know, uh, we're in the middle of something and I'll, we'll do that later. They do have to learn all that. Yeah. But if the child is emoting such drama, something is happening. Right. It doesn't have to be a major event, by the way. Something that really bothers that child. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's just like confusion. Like, I don't know how I feel and I don't know how to tell anybody and I don't know what to do about it. You know, like overall confusion. Yeah. Overwhelming. They're just overwhelmed by something. They don't know what it is. You know, my, I'm always asking adults when they talk to me about children's behavior, including this, including this alleged fake crying. Um, I'm always saying to them, well, what's the message behind it? What's the child trying to tell you? Because, again, all behavior is communication. I know listeners to this podcast hear me say that all the time. I want you to know that in my professional life, it is something I say all the time. Whether I'm teaching about child behavior or going into schools or doing teacher trainings or even writing, it's something that I repeat consistently because it's something that I think adults have a hard time accepting. Yeah. They're always trying to tell you something. Figure it out. When the child... Does that crying that we deem as fake, the crying might not be so real, but the emotion is. Yeah. Right. And it's hard. It's hard work as an adult to sometimes figure that out. So sometimes I wonder if some adults are just like, oh, let's just, you know, just ignore her. She's just faking it instead of actually getting to the root of the problem, because that takes it, it can be very difficult to get to the root of the problem sometimes, especially if you have a child who doesn't know how to communicate it. You know, you, that you, you're not going to figure it out right away. But right. once you do that work, I feel like you'll have a really good relationship with that child. And then, you know, maybe some of this, what you're considering to be fake crying will kind of slow down or stop once you can get a communication going with them. I love that you keep referring to relationship because that's really what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. How are you ever yeah. forming a relationship with these children if you make fun of them? You're not. Yeah. Or if you ignore or their them. right, or you ignore yeah. them, you're not. You don't right. form relationships that way. And we're not right. gonna do that with children if that's what we do. So we have to sum up. Allison, you wanna sum up? 
Sure. Look, she's a little shocked. <laughs> I am. I'm like half paying attention. Okay. <laughs> and I, I'm always, I'm, I, sometimes I don't always remember like what we started. What were we talking with. about? We were talking about fake crying. Fake crying. Yeah. Well, it goes, sometimes we go so like roundabout. I want to say that I think um, the best way to deal with fake crying is to pretend it's not fake because it's not fake. There's some sort of emotion behind there. So treat it like it's real crying, even if they are being dramatic and it's a little fake. It's something is behind it and try to communicate more and form a relationship. Even, see, even Rusty agrees. Rusty is communicating more. Maybe you should check out his I need to crying. Out. Okay. And we will... <laughs> We will um, just trust in the fact that if you're listening to this, you're on a podcast app where you can give us five stars, rate us a five, subscribe, share, and we'll catch you next time. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.